Hi, I'm Caroline. And I'm James. And this is Outsourced. Each week, we'll be discussing different topics around freelancing and being self-employed. Thanks for listening to Outsourced. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Outsourced with me, Caroline and James. Hello, how's it going? It's going well, thanks. Yeah, good start to my week. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Had quite a quiet work day today, which is nice. Um, Always good. Well, tried, tried not to feel too guilty though, but it was it was needed. I feel like that whole guilt around not working when you're self-employed, the guilt is real. Mm, the guilt is <laughs> it's real. It's just like you can't enjoy the. Well, I don't know about everyone, but for me, I can never enjoy the flexibility of being self-employed because as soon as I don't work nine to five, I'm like, um, okay, what am I going to do? How did you find last week's chat about self-doubt? good really good actually especially because i think it's something that i have experienced and seeing it from your like through your point of view because you know we we talk about being self-employed and that kind of thing day to day but we never go into that much detail so actually hearing your point of view for a solid hour on a topic is quite interesting i actually had um a bit of a use case scenario this week as well that I, I started to doubt myself. I have I had a, a new lead came through, um, got quite far down the line and the, the client the potential client was excited to work with me and I was getting quite excited about the project that they they had to offer. Um, we got to the point of quotes and contracts and the sort of the legality parts of it and I've been completely ghosted, which I have uh, I don't know why, I don't know what's happened guy won't reply to my emails my texts my calls whatever i don't want to be too um too pushy pushy but i also uh, out of um human courtesy i just want to know if we're not doing the project fine if we are then obviously you need to progress with things but so that made me have a lot of self-doubt on what have i i was trying to go through the process in, in what part have i disappointed him upset him put him off whatever it is um, so I've had to go back and forth through sort of retracing my steps and just seeing what I've done or what I could have done better. Um, but that's led to some self-doubt. And also I think that listening just to what you said just then, that sometimes people are just a bit rubbish. I mean, it's probably not anything that you've, well, it isn't anything you've done because we've had this conversation and I, and I don't believe it is. I think that some people just don't have the common courtesy to let you know when they've changed their mind just like how ghosting became a thing in relationships because people just some people are just rubbish yeah and and some days i feel like that and then some days i feel like oh perhaps i should have done this or i could have done that um so yes it's it's me trying to battle my own self-doubt and checking that my that my processes are correct and i've reread the emails i've sent to him or trying to go over the notes of some of the phone calls and things but I just tried to apply some of the things that we spoke about last week um, in in order to move past that. And... Good, you're getting use out of the podcast. That's exactly. what we like to hear, right? Exactly. So, uh, well, on I guess it's quite kind of a nice segue into today's topic because today we're going to talk about getting jaded when you feel like you've hit a ceiling, you've, you're worried, you've reached your potential, and you're not really sure how to grow. Yeah, I like this topic a lot um, because it is it's a trap that that everyone can fall into. In, in whatever industry you are in, creative, non-creative, um, 
even yeah it's an easy trap to fall into so i guess it's, it'd be good to explore why it happens and how it happens and then also if there is anything that that you found that we could try and um, help yeah. get past that and i i think that i have well i've got a bit of a theory on why this happens quite specifically in freelancing and self-employment and i think it's because unlike a usual career where you're employed there's no ladder there's no success ladder where you work really hard so you see results in that you get promoted or you get a pay rise you don't have that in freelancing whenever you feel like you've done a good enough job you have to take the initiative to be like i'm gonna start charging more yeah i think i think the biggest or the most obvious sort of career ladder when it comes to self-employment and 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 progressing is just the type of work that you do and i think it's that acceptance that oh i'm a junior or i'm inexperienced so i'll do the rubbish work for not a lot of money or i'll work with the difficult clients but when you get a little bit more senior more um more confident in what you can offer and what you can do then you start to be a bit more picky about the clients that you work with the projects you work on and the money that you can charge but there is no obvious okay you come in as a graduate you then go to the associate level then you go to a senior associate then a partner then a managing director or whatever it might be there's no there isn't that clear that clear forward steps because you can't see the personnel in front of you Yes, and I also think that that works positively in some ways because I certainly know um, through having worked in, in companies and been employed before that there are some people who would be seen as junior in a business who are brilliant. They work hard, they deserve way more money than they get and way more uh, responsibilities than they get. Equally, I've seen people who are meant to be senior and who do absolutely nothing and they coast by so one good thing about free well there are plenty of good things but one good thing in respect to this topic about freelancing is that ability to it's it's very much if you work hard you get results whereas sometimes when you're employed you can work really hard but not actually be appreciated as much yeah i guess it it's the the cheesy saying of you're the master of your own destiny yeah it's very true it is all on you, good or bad. That I mean, it, it could go either way, I guess. Um, but not having a boss to look to every day and say, okay, one day I'm going to be like you or one day I hope to progress my career to, to your level or to higher than you. Not having that every day can sometimes be tricky and I think that that can sometimes lead to why you worry you've reached your potential or you see other freelancers doing awesome work and you worry that you're not doing that that's certainly something that I've experienced lately I've, I feel a little bit like I'm on a hamster wheel and I don't know if I'm doing the right thing and I know that that comes back to self-doubt in a way but it also comes back to worrying where this whole freelancing career is leading without that traditional career ladder yeah I think it it is yeah it does it does loop back around to the self-doubt because I sometimes think to myself, do I want to be doing what I'm doing today in 10, 15, 20 years time? And the answer is probably no. So then I start to think, okay, well, I need to change my career or I need to change the direction I'm going in because before I know it, I'll be five years down the line, I'll be 10 years down the line and I don't want to have to reinvent myself in my in my 40s, in my 50s. 
so I, I I often have that sort of nagging doubt in my head about that is this forever is this what I want to do forever or should I just ride the ride the wave and enjoy it whilst whilst I can whilst I'm doing what I'm doing and and, and I do love what I do so should I just enjoy that whilst I can well, maybe today then you'll learn some things and have some ideas about whether or like how you want your career to progress based on just listening to some of the points that I've put together. Perfect. Yeah. And I think it does this, this topic into, incorporates a lot of what we've spoken about previously. It talks about the plan, the doubt and, and having that forward thinking. And I guess we're going to cover that. We are. Yes. Great. <laughs> okay. So something that I I did a little bit of research this week um, throughout the week and I looked at what people were speaking about on Twitter I mean this is a topic that is spoken about a lot in the freelancing world and I was looking at what people were saying they do in, in order to sort of get that motivation back when they're feeling a little bit like how, how do I grow and one of those points was that you should write stuff down um, a lot of people online suggested that you should write something down on paper rather than writing it down on your phone or on your laptop and being sort of surrounded by that whole digital world, particularly if, like us, you are sitting on a computer eight plus hours a day. I mean, perhaps if you're working not at a computer, you might actually relish the, the sit, sitting down and enjoying a little bit of time on a computer. But for me, any way to get away from from being near my computer is is a good thing in my opinion so what are we writing down on the computer sorry no in you're writing down you're not writing down on the computer oh what am i not writing your to-do list so okay. you're you're making your to-do list um something that you write on paper um because people often say and i've read this quite a few times this week that writing a to-do list is almost like a form of self-care because you're just slowly writing it you're not bashing out on your keyboard and quickly going through stuff but you're just writing little things and just hopefully ticking them off slowly throughout the day i can see the value in in that massively um and i've i've certainly tried to do that over the last couple of years is actually have like a paper physical diary or notepad a lot of people are going back to having yeah i think it's i think it's to to eradicate the noise because our computer our digital life it's very noisy it's very it's full of distractions there's lots going on and i i do think that having notes on a on a notes app or a to-do list app or whatever it is yeah in principle it's great because you can access it from anywhere in the world and and this and that and it's 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 in the cloud and all these fancy buzzwords but i do agree that writing something down on a piece of paper does is that sort of cathartic brain dump and it's it's very it's a very clean way of doing it and it separates it from that digital life because we can get caught up in emails and whatsapps and messages and whatever it might be to do boards but yeah i think it is a nice way just to distraction free separation yeah and i think that that's happening a lot in life outside of say to-do lists it's also happening with with everything we are going back to basics on so many things because it's almost like we're all really really tired of being online and sometimes you just want to i mean this is why social media detox is such a thing at the moment because people just need 
that they're, they're not going on social media anymore because it's just you know something fun to do whilst they're doing other things it's becoming such a major part of people's lives just the internet in general that any excuse to be able to get off it for a little while i think take it yeah they've just become habits haven't they they're they're part of a like you say before they were little treats they would you'd go and indulge on social media or now it is mindless scrolling it's mindless habit it, you just feel like it's part of you have to do it you wake up it's the first thing you look at you're on the toilet it's the first thing you do like these things have just been it's so ingrained into our day-to-day that yes stepping away from that is a nice change and then on that we're going to talk about a little bit more about how we <laughs> we are going to talk about how to deal with your to-do list so something that i have also seen online is people say start by doing the easy tasks when you're feeling overwhelmed so this goes against everything that we've learned in the eat, is it called eat the frog when you like take eat the frog yeah this is something i've seen loads online recently where in the morning you get up and the first job you do is your hardest one which you know it makes sense but when you're feeling a bit meh it's actually best to just tick off the little tasks and gain a bit of momentum Mm. and once you've gained some because as soon as you're in it you're in it right i mean i start feeling like after a couple of little easy tasks in the morning yeah all right i can get back into this now whereas if you know when you wake up in the morning and you're feeling a bit demotivated or jaded or jaded if you know i don't don't know if jaded is such a common word which is why i've been saying demotivated but whatever um if you know you're feeling a little bit like that then the thought of getting up in the morning knowing you've got some mammoth task ahead of you i mean i'll just go back to sleep (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think that is a really good tip and if you are able to break down your 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 project or your task into sort of subtasks and yet if you're feeling a bit rubbish or you can't be bothered then i think it is great to start with just the easy ones get get them ticked off and it's satisfying as well on your to-do list putting those ticks through things and and feeling like you're actually making progress as well so sometimes it's worth putting easy mindless tasks on your to-do list whether that is just email someone back or to buy something on amazon because you need to buy some more batteries or whatever it might be put them on your to-do list tick them off feel great yeah i completely agree with that and that goes against a lot of advice that we get given you know keep your to-do list simple do the big tasks first but sometimes you don't have to go you don't you don't have to go with what other people are doing go with what feels right for you and if doing a tiny little task is what feels right for you in the moment then just go for it don't feel like that's somehow going to be disappointing just because it's not following on from what everyone else is doing um so that's it's a tip that i think is is quite helpful and i think i mean do you mind if i share my my weekly organization tip of course on a sunday evening i um get my i get my diary for the week which is again i it's all on paper i don't do a lot on my laptop in terms of planning um and i get my notepad and i just go through every single day writing the tasks that i want to complete writing anything that i've got coming up i've been doing this now since the beginning of the year and it has made such a difference it doesn't take long like 15 minutes on a sunday evening when i'm getting ready for the week anyway just taking a little bit of time out to plan will really it really really helps me 
I think it will help a lot of people, especially if you're somebody who feels overwhelmed quite easily. Yeah, I don't do it too differently. I, I, my notepad is broken into weeks and then into days as well in that sort of that spread. Um, so I put my, my master to-do list at the top of the page that isn't associated with the day. So everything, every sort of big project that I need to get done that week. And then I then sort of assign those bullet, they're just bullet points. I, I assign those bullet points into the individual days a little bit as I, as I go um, or at the start of each day and I see which of the, the, the tasks I didn't tick off the day before and I just assign that to the next day or think oh, for whatever reason I can't do it today so I'll move that to Thursday or Friday so that's how I try and do it and then I can tick off the subtasks within the days which then lets me tick off the, the main task the, through the week. And you're, that works really well for you because of the way you are. You will always get things done. Whereas if I don't give a task to a day at the beginning of the week, every single day up until Friday, I'll be like, I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> All right, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And then it gets to Friday and I've got a million things to do. So if you're somebody who can be a bit like that, then the way that I do it works really well. And if you're somebody who's just super motivated a lot of the time, and like James, then you'll probably find his way works well for you. But it's all about just trying trial and error as well. I mean, I've tried some of these apps like um, Monday.com. I mean, we've tried them all really between us, haven't we? Yeah. And just they just don't work for me. And there's nothing wrong with them. No, not um, at all. And they are mostly built for teams. And I can appreciate that if you have a team of people, then your diary doesn't doesn't transpire to everyone else's diary so i get that if you're in a team or in a in a network then yes you do need to use some digital platform that is collaborative and that is sharing but for us and we we also felt that again this is just personal for us that entering all this information into a project management tool like a monday.com teamwork.com something like this it it was almost over organization for mm. us because we were able to manage it in our minds, in our in our notepads, we felt like we were having we were double entry and things. And again, just be, because it was just for us and for our benefit, it was overkill. So um, be mindful of thinking. Oh, started my new business. I've got to sign up to a project management tool and a, a Trello or whatever it might be. And there's nothing wrong with these platforms. They're they're great. Yeah, I use Trello a lot on one of the projects I'm working. Because on. you're working in a team. Yeah, so and that, the teamwork it it really is important important i think but yeah. but as an individual don't don't get caught up in that you've got to sign up to one of these platforms and spend money on one of these platforms because if it's just you and it's primarily just you that's communicating then a good old-fashioned pen and paper will do the trick yeah agreed the next point is about looking on the bright side um i think that when you're feeling a bit like you're not sure how to grow your business or you're not sure whether you've reached your potential it's probably because you're just saturated by your freelance life and you've forgotten about all the things that you've forgotten all the things that you loved about it if you think about why you went into freelancing there will probably be a really unique reason to you for, for me it was about the flexibility I actually quite like working on my own I've always struggled to work in teams um, I've just struggled to be around <laughs> this makes me sound like a bit of a recluse but I've always struggled to be around people all day mm. sometimes I just need to be alone which is quite contradictory to my personality um, 
but when it comes to work I just I don't like having distractions so for me whenever I think oh where is this going I think okay it could be worse you could be in an office full of people right now feeling this exact same way I think that when you're feeling a bit um just a bit I don't know not 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 a hundred percent yourself thinking back to why you started it is a really great thing to do yeah I like that as well I think that's a good tip because the grass does always look greener when Absolutely. you like you say when you sat on your own feeling a bit lonely or whatever it might be and then you you think oh I wish I was in an office space because it must be someone's birthday today and they'll be bringing in Krispy Kremes and it'll be so much fun and then we can go out for drinks after work and it'll be great and then you actually think oh hang on a minute is that what I want is it a communal kitchen that I want to be sharing is it moaning about how dirty the microwave is because because Fred did his pasta in it before and <laughs> then I think oh I've got to go out for drinks with these people because they're my colleagues and I feel like I should and then then you go okay yeah there's a reason that I've chosen this lifestyle that this is the work balance that I wanted um I think your so point good. your point about the grass always being greener is so true. Sometimes I will see people, a, a lot of clients I work with will be in offices, so they'll have that whole office experience and they'll be like, oh yeah, we're going out for work drinks tonight. And I think, oh, I would love to go out for work drinks. And then I think, no, I wouldn't. Every single time that I was asked on work drinks when I was working in an office, I thought, oh, how am I going to get out of this? So... I think it's just exactly true what you said. The grass is always going to be greener. People who are working in offices will be thinking, oh, I would love to just be able to sit at home and work. It's always going to look better from someone else's perspective. But just going back to basics and remembering why you're here in the first place is a good tip. Yeah, and that comes from feeling bored and jaded as well because you think, oh, I've just done... Oh, this is this is me. This is I'm just falling into yeah. a bit of a rut. And, and that's easy to do whether you're in a traditional employment, in an office, on a building site, in a salon, whatever it might be. That's that's so easy. It's, we all do it. And that's the Monday blues, for example. And like You can love your job as much as you love your job, but there are going to be days that you feel down and you feel bored and you feel like you can't be bothered. So I think that's that is fine as well. And accept that that's fine. Don't 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 beat yourself up and I think Steve Jobs said if you go to work five days in a row and hate every minute then you're doing the wrong thing yeah not one day because everyone's going to have a rubbish day everyone's going to have a a meeting that that frustrated them everyone's going to have a boss that that pissed them off everyone's going to have something that got on their nerves or or has brought them down and but that that won't last forever and like you say you're always looking back at why you got into it in the first place what what motivated you to to either leave your job or to come out of uni and go straight into self-employment there there was a reason that you did that and i think just to rem- just to take a step back and remind yourself of that is so powerful you're exactly right and and just to talk about something that happened to me today i was cycling back from the gym and I drove past a gardener who I've seen a few times, like just a local um, businessman. And the wind was so bad. He had his hood up, it was raining, he was trying to dig a hole. And I thought, he's gonna go back home and be like, that was a 
bad work day. There is no way around that. And I just think that there, this is the exact time of year where mo- uh, so many people are feeling like this. They're just feeling like, oh, no sun, it, it, the days are dragging. It's always this time of year. February is the worst month for it. Um, but I think whenever you feel like this, remember that you felt like it before and you got out of it before and you just got to ride the storm. Um, and And like James said, don't make any rash decisions based on a few bad days. No, no. My next observation or point um, is about going to events. I think that whatever type of self-employment you are in, you can always find events to suit your job. So this is something that I have am making an active effort to do a bit more of lately. Um, Look at local events in your area or further afield um, and feed off the positive energy of other people around you. Go to uh, talks about your job. Um, For example, if you are a beautician, you could go to learn a new skill. Um, You could find out what sort of um, trends are happening within the beauty industry. Talks, there are plenty of talks all over the UK about thing, uh, in terms of things like this um, and learn about what other people are doing even if you're if you're feeling really unorganised or you're feeling demotivated you can go to talks that specifically talk about organisation and how to and how to sort yourself out I actually um, two people I follow on Instagram the, the, the bloggers are called Anna Edit and um, The Frugality they're both doing a talk in March about how to organise your life. They're both freelancers. These sort of talks can be really, really good for that sort of thing. So if you're feeling a little bit like you're not sure where to go, listening to other people and just being inspired by other people who are probably not feeling jaded at the moment in their careers can really, really help. Yeah, it's it's that exposure. Like you, you said, you're exposing yourself to trends and market analysis and things that are going on in your world which you might hear something that's super interesting that gets you excited and motivated again for your for your profession and also learning something like you say if you if you've done something the same way for a certain amount of years then there's no harm in in looking at how someone else does it or or trying to improve that skill and do it slightly different to offer something slightly different and you might love that for the next six, 12 months and feel great about that and doing it that way or, or changing the style. Um, so I think that's that's a great observation and yeah, and it, it alleviates that loneliness as well because there's gonna be other people in the same boat as you that you can, as soon as you say to someone, oh, I've come here because I started to feel a bit, a bit bored or a bit, on the hamster wheel of my job and I, I couldn't get out of that then they'll be oh yeah I had that six months ago and I did this and I did that and I and then you might find a different way or a different tip and again you might find a, a friend or, or someone that can you can build your network yeah I, I so yeah that's good and I imagine there's a lot of free events and paid events as well and I, so even if it is a paid event then see it as an investment in you investment in your business um and and i think that with a lot of with being self-employed or being freelancer i think that you 
there's quite a lot of facets to it so you might be let's say a dressmaker but you also have to be good at marketing yourself at social media at accounting and if you're feeling a little bit like you're spending too much time just on one area of your work it's a really good opportunity to go and and do listen to a talk or go to an event that's about a different part of your work so if you're feeling like you're sitting there for 12 hours a day making dresses and and making clothes and you're feeling like I really I I need to get out of this sort of rhythm I need to mix it up a little bit go to a social media event find out how you can make more money through Facebook advertising for example there are plenty of ways to explore your you're still investing in yourself but not necessarily just in one key area there are plenty of areas that you can look at in this respect and you know use your flexibility to your advantage we don't have to work nine to five so if you want to take the monday to go and and go to an event then do it do it absolutely Uh, i think if you also if you live in a university town check out your local uni because yes they will have lots of events they'll have clinics they'll have um festivals and these sort of things that are going on that 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 the students are either participating in or running or whatever it might be so check them out again a lot of it might be free um and even if it is a little bit left field of what you do or what what your your core skill set is then like like caroline says just spend a monday morning learning something new or just it might even make you appreciate what you're good at as well because you think no this really isn't for me if you are a dressmaker and you go to a social media event and you think no facebook advertising is definitely not for me oh i actually absolutely love dressmaking and i'm great at dressmaking that might just be that little kick up the backside that you need yeah yeah absolutely okay my next point is about limiting social media now we spoke about this a little bit earlier about how social media is it's just become a habit i think Mm. and i actually read something quite interesting the other day about how we now get a little spark in our brain when we see that we've got a notification on social media yeah you get a dopamine hit yeah yeah and and i think that that is so interesting because you you now when your phone goes off there's always my phone has just gone off now and there's part of me that's like wonder who that is wonder what that is and we no longer can just be like oh i'm gonna check that later we all of a sudden have to just check it now and social media is such a time sponge it really is i mean i can go online to check my emails and then two hours later i have no idea where the time went do you find this or is it quite specific to to maybe to me or to my industry which is quite heavy twitter focused journalism especially no it's obviously uh it's a it's it's something that we can all fall into really easily it's they are all very addictive all the platforms um yeah so i'm not sure i understand Oh my goodness, that made me jump. Speaking of uh, uh, of technology <laughs> ruling our lives. Siri just <laughs> is trying to get involved in the podcast. <laughs> that really made me jump. Um, so loud as well. Yeah, I think it's, obviously it's not just you, it's everyone. I think social media is, is, is a trap and that we all fall into and it's very easy to waste a lot of time on it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we 
we could all do with maybe just having a little bit of of time off of it particularly when you're feeling a little bit under the weather about your your career because you always see other people doing really exciting stuff and then you feel like oh okay why am I not doing this exciting stuff as well another thing that I'd like to talk about is separating your mood from your motivation this is a theory that I read about online let's let's use an example of somebody who works I, I know this because when I worked in retail as a teenager people used to say it all the time that's if you've had a bad day personally you don't bring it into the shop and that I think is a piece of advice that we can take with us as freelancers if you've had a bad day personally and you, you shouldn't be bringing it to work but it's difficult especially when work is your home and there's like all these crossovers but not bringing your bad mood to work can I think do a, quite a lot for motivation certainly and I think um, I, I learned a lot about this from a personal point of view when I had to lead a team and I couldn't let my emotions whether that was personal or something that had happened at work I couldn't let that spill into my leadership style and I couldn't then transfer that onto the people that I was trying to, 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 to direct and lead. Um, so that, that was something that I've, I had to learn how to do. And I think that does come a lot with your personality. And if you are, if you can be quite level headed, then it's much easier to be able to defer that anger or to sort of suppress it or even to sort of put on a poker face so that you're not showing anger, disappointment, or even elation. Sometimes if you're if 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 you've got a, had a big win or you've had some good news or something that that you're not quite ready to share with other people or the rest of the team or whatever it might be, you might have to come out of a meeting, massive grin on your face. Internally you're doing you're like Somersaults. Somersaults and you're, you're dabbing and everything. But you've got to then go and you've got to then go and lead people and be very level headed and and try not to get them too excited for something or, or vice versa. Don't don't be too sort of negative and down and downbeat. Uh, sorry. No, that's it. I was just gonna say the time that, that James is speaking about is actually a time that we both worked together for uh his comp his old company. And um we had this we had this sort of situation quite a lot a client would be really annoying or just something would happen that would be amazing but it wasn't time to share it with the rest of the team and there is never such an obvious difference in my personality and James's personality as in these situations because I cannot be level-headed in these situations I mean there has been quite a few occasions where James said to me you know you need to rein this in like it would be me being pissed off with a client and I just couldn't hide my emotions or something great would happen and I would just be like I'm bursting to tell everyone um so it is a skill it really is a skill and I don't think it's the skill that I possess and then I think in the freelance world and transferring that into the, the self-employed world that affects your personal brand that affects your personal relationships and your reputation because if you are, like you say, you've you've just had a an awful meeting with someone and frustrations have boiled over and they might have been a bit heated, 
and then you've got to go and speak to someone else or you've got to um, have a chat with another client you can't there's no way that you can there's no way no one you can offload that to you, you've just got to be able to I know it's probably against all the mental health tips in the world but you've got to bottle that up and you've just at got least to, momentarily yeah you've just got to suck it up you've got to move on and put on your poker face and move on to the next client and be who they expect you and who they want you to be and this is this is more apparent in in client facing industries like we like the beauticians or a, someone that has to go on to someone's house a plumber or whatever it might be if you've if you're in your van and you've just got some awful news or a client has just complained or or whatever it might be you've read a bad review online you can't knock on that your next client's door with a face like thunder and be real grumpy you've got to be able to just put up a defense block that and just go right okay i'll deal with that later or i'll i'll think about that tonight or whatever it might be because you've got to knock on that door and you've got to be the first you've got to be the great version of you and that is quite a skill to have it it really is a skill Uh, i think that if i think about why i'm not like that i think it might have something to do with being quite a people pleaser i when i have a bad meeting or something like that it i take it really to heart um i mean i've had meetings where i've got back in the car and literally cried for the whole the whole journey home because i've just been so i i I get so emotional about things which is really good because i'm a writer and you kind of need to be pretty emotional when it comes to this sort of stuff but before when i worked in pr there's there's really not much room for emotion so i think that it really does depend on your personality as well yeah maybe it comes from experience as well because imagine being a hairdresser cutting someone's hair and they actually yeah, hate hating it, it. Oh, and they you, you have sort of not an argument but there's negativity there's back and forth there's there's frustration they leave their that chair someone else comes and sits in that chair 10 seconds later and you've got to just flick a switch and you've just got to be happy you again and and live because you can't you can't um what's the word you can't transfer that negativity from one client onto the next client because then there's two clients that's a quick way to lose clients yeah exactly so (laughs) i think that might come from experience and probably when you are young and it happens for the first time you might need to go and take 10 minutes on your own and either have a little mini breakdown or or a little (laughs) pep talk to yourself and say no actually i am I'm all right and whatever it is so um maybe it does come with a bit of time and experience and and maybe getting it wrong once or twice to then get it right in the future what I would also say though because I'm 10 years down the line now and I'm not even a little bit closer to being that person um and I've learned to just not beat myself up about the things that I'm not I think that you can see great traits in other people and think, I mean, you are a prime example and obviously I don't feel jealousy towards you, but I feel what you are so level-headed and that, and it's a good thing because it rubs off on me, but I don't think no matter how much experience I have that I will ever be that person. I'm always going to lead with quite a lot of emotion which is probably why I wouldn't make a very good boss. So how do we loop this background to being jaded and and feeling like this is forever? I think the the the, the whole thing of separating your mood and your emotion uh, and your motivation is 
a really important one because sometimes unfortunately bad moods or difficult moods feeling anxious feelings of depression they can linger around for quite a long time and especially at this time of year I know I've spoken about how the weather can have quite a big impact but if you live in the UK or if you live somewhere that has quite distinct seasons like we do now is a really hard time for a lot of people and and I think in that case you just have to push forward in any way that you can you can't just stagnate because otherwise you're stagnating for half of every year you have to try and push forward you have to try to get stuff done every day even if you don't work to your full potential in the winter I mean I certainly don't you can still do bits every day to make yourself feel proud of your working day um, and just try to even if your office is your dining room table try to go to that dining room table and leave your personal life at, at the at the living room <laughs> yeah i think we should also talk about you say about separating your mood from your motivation and what about if your mood is a positive one and you feel great should you rely on that positivity in your general demeanor to be your motivation is that enough is it enough to to come into work because you feel great in your personal life is that enough of a motivation for your work life and is that sustainable I think sometimes when I've been in positive moods because um, obviously everything when you feel when you're positive and and the, the, everything's clicking you feel like you feel like there's no problems in the world and that your career is the best yeah, and, this and, is, yeah. and that every client is the best client every project's the best project and every task is easy and you tick it off but how do you make that sustainable? Do you not sometimes think that when you're in that kind of mood, though, you're sugarcoating it? Mm, that's what I, I mean, I think yeah. that you can sometimes... If you're in a really great mood, something that you would otherwise find a really boring task, you might really enjoy. Um, and then you might say to your client, oh, you know what? I'll take that on. I'll do more of that. I don't mind. I quite enjoyed it. And then a, mu- a month down the line when sort of, the equilibrium has gone back to normal you think why did I agree to do that Mm. I think that the sweet spot is this middle level ground where you you should try to only make decisions in that part of you I mean this is something that I'm trying really hard to do because if I make decisions when I'm too happy or too sad I will make the wrong ones. I have to be just in this really balanced part of me, which everyone's balance is different. But if you've just had a really great piece of news, it's not the time to be making huge life decisions, just as much as it's not if you've just had a bad piece of news. I think um, I think a lot of the sports world could teach us something here because they speak a lot about um, about moving on and if if you have a defeat then you can only focus on that for the next 24 hours and then you move on and forget about it and equally if you if you a lot i think i watched a an american football documentary and the coach the head coach in that team he only let his team and his players reflect or review on either a win or defeat for 24 hours and then he moved on because any time after that you're you're taking the emotion from the previous game into the next game and he tried to make it he wanted people to be level so if you're if you've 
if you've played badly or if you've had a bad day at the office then sort of try and defer that feeling and move move past it and don't focus on it for too long basically i think that's the that's the the the, the crux of it i also feel like sometimes and this happened to me it hasn't happened very much often uh, lately but it used to happen to me quite a lot is dining out on previous it good experiences and not kind of growing as a result of that so quite often i would something amazing would happen in my career and then six months would pass and i'd still be reeling off of that experience but i haven't i hadn't really grown in any way in those six months other than just you know telling people about this great thing that happened to me i think that you're completely right in what you said whether it's a bad experience or a good experience sometimes you just need to celebrate it and then move on Mm. i think again it comes back to consistency and we've spoken about consistency every single week and it's about being able to do things for six months 12 months rather than having these these peaks and troughs of, of of feeling great feeling awful feeling great feeling awful try and get that level that middle ground that that medium um because then i think you'll be able to sustain something for longer and you won't have those sort of high feelings of yes this is the best career i'm doing this forever and then i can't do this for another day i've got to got to change my career i've got to learn a new skill i think it's best just to have that sort of that middle ground because then you give yourself options of to be able to move around diversify or whatever it might be and my top piece of advice i think for if you're feeling like this is to just keep to your routine um this is something that i have been trying to do quite a lot of and i do think i've had some success in doing it since the beginning of the year and it's just finishing your working day sticking to your plan yeah it might not feel great but just stick to it just do it because it will feel so much worse towards the end of the day if you haven't actually achieved anything you set out to do every task that you complete in that day is one step closer to finishing the day um and i think that when i get to the end of the day and i'm not motivated and but i managed to get to the end of the day i managed to complete all my tasks when i finish the day i actually start to feel motivated again i think oh that is you've done so well to get through that in the mood that you're in yeah i think that's, so let's 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 just wrap this up then and go so i think the first thing to do is is to to plan a little bit and you can have long term plans mid term plans and short term plans and use to-do lists and task lists to uh, try and achieve those plans so again what try and work out what your five ten year plan is what do you want to be what do you want to be known for and then work backwards what what projects do you need to do what skills do you need to learn what people what people do you need to meet or whatever whatever it might be in order to achieve those tasks and then use planning and notepads and and those sort of things to have a distraction free way to do to get to those those goals and those endpoints and something i haven't mentioned before but it's a really good idea write down your goals and just stick it somewhere like on your computer just so you've always got that constant reminder of why you're there and what you're doing yeah um on that as well looking at why you are there in the first place is a really handy tool 
um, it will help you to remember why you started, what you're doing, and to hopefully put the focus on a little bit more positive things. Yeah, don't be afraid to just take a step back from a bad situation. Um, this is actually another thing I heard, and it was a quote which I quite like, and it was, don't compile a bad situation with a bad decision. Oh, I like so that I've, a lot. I, I think that's quite a good... Um, and I guess you could do the flip of that. Don't don't make a. Mm, I don't know if you could apply it to the good, but on the on the bad side of it, it is like don't make a bad like don't make a bad situation worse. Basically, by making a snap rash decision, and that this comes back around to the your emotions and keep on level headed. And what I try to do, and this won't work for everyone because it is personality types, and we do have chemicals going off in our brains that affect your ability to deal with emotions, but. I try to I try to sort of sit on emotions and then see how it resonates in a couple of hours or the next morning. So if something has disappointed me or frustrated me or upset me, I'll try not to react or respond to that until I've had time to process it and whether that is a night's sleep or a few hours or to, to speak about it with someone. Um, so that I'm not replying or I'm not reacting on emotion and equally if something good happens I'm not going to go and ring the town bell and tell everyone <laughs> and jump on the rooftops and with my megaphone I like to process that and I it's almost like slowing down my emotions Be- well slow um, living is a huge thing now isn't it mm. um, slow marketing just doing everything a little bit more slowly and um, not trying to keep up with the fast-paced world just going at your own yeah so i think i think if that is if that if that is possible for you and again i'm not saying it is possible because um we are all very very different in terms of our emotions but that's how i try to remain level which means that i don't have necessarily some of the highs that some people might feel and have but then I, i sacrifice that for not having those lows Yep. And that's when those lows are when you can feel really, really rubbish and feel bad about what you're what you're up to. Mm. And I think in these sort of cases, you should listen to James's advice because he is somebody who's very level-headed, whereas I am somebody who feels the highs and feels the lows. So I'm probably not the the best person to give advice like that because he does genuinely live to that to that rule. So it it can work for some people. And then finally, I think try and surround yourself and expose yourself to new people, new ideas, new experiences. So go to events, try to go to some festivals, go to some clinics, um, invest in yourself, either money or time. And yeah, expose yourself to something new because it will either it will either open your eyes to a different world or a different possibility or it will make you appreciate and accept what your core offering is and how great you are at that and why you love it so much yes i think that's a great place to to wrap this up yep now we've got our quick fire round are you ready for it yeah i always forget to to prepare for this so there's a surprise i'll i'll tell you i'll tell you smart answers we can (laughs) give if you want first one is have you bought anything this week that you would like to talk about I have not bought anything this you week. You actually haven't, have you? No. This is quite quite rare for you. Yeah, I've not bought anything this week. Do you want to hear mine? Yeah, go ahead. It's the Readly app. Okay. Today yeah. I read Happiful magazine from from cover to cover on that app, and I thought it was 
brilliant. So what is Readly? It is an app that has basically, I think it's got thousands of magazines all in one place. So rather than buying magazines individually or having subscriptions to magazines individually, individually, you just have subscriptions to one app that has everything in one place. So I believe the introductory offer is 99p for a month. So you can decide whether you like it or not. And then after that, I think it's 9.99 a month. So I'm going to give it a trial and I'm going to see how I get on. Cool. Sounds good. Really like it. And I think it's very handy for journalists specifically because we have to read a lot of stuff and it can get pretty pricey. Also, you can't claim a lot of those back on tax, which I think is a bit unfair. Hmm. Next is watch. And I actually don't have anything for this because we haven't watched anything new this week. Have you? Um, have I mentioned all or nothing Amazon Prime documentaries no, yeah. previously? So that American football documentary that I spoke about earlier was a Amazon Prime all or nothing series and they have about five or six um, series now where they follow a sports team they've done American football they've done rugby they've done European football or soccer and they it's basically like a behind the scenes fly on the wall documentary of these sports teams and the and looking at management styles and and leadership and coaching and the what transpires on and off the pitch as well um it's very fascinating it's good if you're into sport and it's good if you're into any of those sports in particularly or the clubs or the teams that they follow um it's it's from a from a fan point of view it's always nice to know a little bit more about than what happens just on the pitch because we we're quite we previously were quite guarded as to what we saw at football clubs it was closed gates once they're in the training grounds or in the dressing rooms or in the boardroom it was very um it was up to your imaginations and we didn't really have access to that whereas this series is starting to give us a little bit more access to Pep Guardiola's Man City dressing room and half time what he says to try and motivate his his players or if a player is going through an injury crisis then how it feels to them or if they're in the boardroom negotiating contracts so it's it's a very fascinating series to watch especially if you are a sports fan cool sounds good um next is read or listen to and um, mine for this week is I've just finished David Starris Calypso and it is a collection of stories it does it's not it's not a whole story from the comedian David Starris it's, it's all about his life just little snippets of his life and things that have happened um I enjoyed it I mean there were some that I laughed out loud to but there were others that I did find a bit of a slog so I wouldn't wholeheartedly recommend it but if you are a David Sedaris fan, he's got so many books. Um, so you're bound to find something that you, that you like in there. Cool. Um, you? I think I could give a little bit of a shout out to Eminem and his new album. It's not Ooh, really yeah. It's not really new anymore. It's been out for a while. But I just find him so impressive that he's managed to stay relevant for so long. He was He was at the top of the rap game when we were like little little shouldn't have been listening to Eminem because it was Eminem Slim Shady was my first ever CD that I bought well my mum bought it for me because she didn't realise how rude it was yeah and then <laughs> 25 years later he's still relevant he's still top of his game and he's producing great music so I think 
bit of a shout out to Eminem. And finally, self care. My tip this week is <laughs> it's a jade roller. You may or may not have come across jade rollers, but they are just this thing that you roll across your face and it helps you if you're just feeling like a little bit puffy, uh, perhaps you had a late night. Um, and it's so relaxing. I mean, when I got it, I thought, mm, I don't know if I'm going to really like it this much, but it's brilliant. And now I can't be without it. So big up the Jade Roller. <laughs> Yours? Um, Do you have one? I don't think so. No, just I'm just practicing all of what I've preached in previous episodes. Ah, yes. Yeah. How nice. That's good, right? Yep. Okay, cool. Well, then that's it. Perfect. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Outsourced. Please feel free to reach out to myself or Caroline on any sort of platform, any of the social media platforms. We're all, our social media is, is all, all linked. linked, yeah. And uh, we love to hear from anyone if, if you do want to reach out or have you experienced this feeling of, of, of demotivation and jadedness and feeling like you've hit that limit or that ceiling. Um, so please do feel free to reach out. And do all the other good stuff that that we need for our podcast. Please uh, leave reviews, share, and um, all the others, all the other bits and pieces that that help us with a bit of appreciation and um, making it feel like it's all worth it. <laughs> cool. Well, we will see you next week. Then. See you next week. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to Outsourced. 